After Canada's allegations over Niger, the U.S. raises new concerns over targeting Khalistani separatist Fanu on its soil. How will New Delhi walk this tightrope between its national security concerns and its growing strategic partnership with Western countries? Hello and welcome to Worldview at the Hindu with me, Sahasani Heather. I'm actually here in Melbourne, Australia at present attending the Australia-India Leadership Dialogue. And I'll tell you more about that at another time. But first, the big story. India worked really to boost its ties with Western partners across the board this month. US, UK, Australia. And the common thread between them all seems to have been the Khalistani issue. The presence and threats from Khalistani separatists in all these countries and the allegations from these countries that seem to implicate Indian agencies. So let's just tell you first what the big stories were this, this week and months that we were tracking. First, there was this video issued by the banned Sikh separatist leader, Gurpatwan Singh Pannu of the Sikhs for Justice, SFJ. In that video, he actually openly threatened Air India flights starting, he said, November the 19th. He said, uh, warned that no Sikhs should travel by them, uh, particularly a menacing call as it harks back to the time of the Kanishka bombing, the Air India 182 bombing that killed 329 people in 1985. And remember, there's been no action taken against Panu, despite that threat being made a few weeks ago by either US or Canada. He's a dual national and operates from both countries. Then India resumed its e-services for uh, e-visa services for Canada that had been suspended uh, two months ago. Now, while the move will help restart a lot of the travel that had been suspended, remember some of the other visas were restarted last month, uh, it isn't quite a thaw between the two countries as India and Canada continue to trade charges over the killing of Khalistani separatist Hardeep Singh Nijjar in June this year. And remember, if you go back to Worldview episode, I think 124, uh, you can see much more and get up to speed on that whole story. Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau this month repeated those allegations. Listen in. We uh, learned of credible allegations uh, that uh, agents of the Indian government were involved in the killing of a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil. We reached out to India to ask them to work with us on getting to the bottom of this matter. We also reached out to our friends and allies like the United States and others uh, to work on this really serious violation of uh, international law and of sovereignty of a democracy. This is something that we are taking very, very seriously. We will continue to work with all partners as law enforcement and investigative agencies continue to do their work. We have been very, very clear that we want to work constructively with India on this very serious matter. From the very beginning, we shared the real allegations that we are deeply, deeply concerned about. We have serious reasons to believe that agents of the government of India could have been involved in the killing of a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil. And India's response is to kick out a whole bunch of Canadian diplomats by violating their rights under the Vienna Convention. That is of concern to countries around the world, because if a given country can just decide that their diplomats of another country are no longer protected, that makes international relations more dangerous and more serious. 
And then there were these new allegations out this week, this time involving the United States. There's an article first by the Financial Times, which is UK based, saying that the US has taken up, uh, raised the issue of a plot to assassinate Panu. Uh, the article said that US officials had warned India over that possible involvement of Indian government agencies during Prime Minister Modi's visit to Washington in June this year. So they took it up during the Prime Minister's state visit to Washington. And there was also this other article, not as much of a credible source, called The Intercept, that was based on Pakistani intelligence documents about the killings of Kashmiri and Khalistani terror leaders in Pakistan, again alleging that they had been carried out by Indian intelligence. But what was most surprising about the new allegations that have come out is that the Financial Times article was actually corroborated by the White House spokesperson who said that the issue was of great concern and that Indian officials had been surprised when confronted by the allegations. The Ministry of External Affairs also issued a rare statement, which is quite a contrast from its reaction uh, to the Canadian allegations, really saying uh, that those allegations were absurd and motivated. However, in this case, the MEA said that we have taken those concerns on board, that we are examining them, and that we will be taking follow-up actions over them. Now, certainly, it looks like the issues over Khalistan continue to cloud all India's ties with all of these countries involved. And remember, there are sizable diaspora populations in the US, UK, uh, in uh, Canada, in Australia, New Zealand. And these are all countries that are also part of something called the Five Eyes, the, uh, the Five Eyes Intelligence Network that dates back to the 1950s. Uh, and we've spoken a little bit more about them on that previous episode. Now, the issues are really India's concerns over the presence of separatists in various Western countries. The second is those countries' concerns about possible Indian agency cover uh, for extrajudicial action that have been carried out by operatives or others, guns for hire. And this has been on the agenda for many of the meetings. Just this month, there was External Affairs Minister S. Jai Shankar. He was in the United Kingdom. He traveled there. He met with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on Diwali and then was right there when Home Secretary Suella Braverman was sacked. There was a lot of drama inside UK politics at the time. Foreign Secretary James Cleverly then took over her post as Home Secretary. And then uh, Mr. Jai Shankar met with the new Foreign Secretary, who's the former Prime Minister, David Cameron, uh, where he said that he raised the issue of extremists that were misusing UK freedoms to propagate their agenda against India. Listen in to what Mr. Jai Shankar said. We've had long-standing uh, concerns about uh, extremist uh, uh, and sometimes even violent uh, activities uh, of uh, uh, various forces, including those who propagate uh, Khalistan. So the External Affairs Minister speaking there in London, and just a few days later, he was back in Delhi and he and Defense Minister Rajnath Singh together hosted their American counterparts, Anthony Blinken and Lloyd Austin, Austin for the fifth edition of what's called the India-US 2 plus 2 talks. While the Israel-Hamas conflict was clearly at the top of that agenda, it was the Khalistan issue that India raised. While the US said it had hoped India would join the investigation into Canada's allegations about the killing of Niger in June this year. Uh, and the thrust of uh, our conversation with our partners, no different today than it is at any other forum, is essentially that, look, we have 
core security concerns and I'm sure you're all aware of the recent video that has uh, surfaced from one such uh, 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 individual which poses, a, uh, I think it was a Patan Singh Pannu's video, which presents a very serious security concern uh, uh, for the Indian interest. And uh, we have made our position very, very clear uh, to our friends and partners. And I think they understand and appreciate that that sense of uh, where India comes from. These are two of our uh, closest friends and, and, and partners, and of course uh, we uh, want to see them uh, resolving any differences or disputes that they have uh, as, uh, as a friend to both. Um, we think it's uh, very important that um, uh, India work with Canada on its, uh, on its investigation. So statements from both sides there. And then there were the India-Australia 2 plus 2 talks as well, where the issue with Canada was raised. Earlier this week, I sat down with Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong to speak to her about her visit to Delhi and asked her if the Khalistan issue and the issues with Canada were now impacting India-Australia ties as well. Listen in to this interview. Hello and welcome to this special interview. We're with the Foreign Minister of Australia, Ms. Penny Wong, and it's just a day after Australia's magnificent win at the World Cup final. Uh, congratulations on the World Cup win. Thank you. I have to say, I, I didn't, you know, I thought this was a little unexpected. I think we were prepping ourselves for, you know, India, who has been so dominant. But uh, as a South Australian, I'm really happy because Travis Head is obviously from my hometown, so he did really well. Yeah. Do you regret not having gone yourself just the day before? Oh, I just couldn't. Um, I, I couldn't get here yes. for that. But uh, I, the, the deputy prime minister attended, and he said it was extraordinary. Right. And he also got to meet Sachin Tendulkar, so he's going to talk about that for a very long time. <laughs> um, Canada and India, for example, put mm. their trade talks on pause over the killing of a Canadian national, who India believed uh, was a separatist Khalistani. Do you think Australia's stance on that entire uh, uh, episode, as well as the expulsion of Canadian diplomats from India, has impacted India-Australia ties as well? Could that be one of the oh, reasons? Look, we, we have a, a, a relationship in which there is a great deal of strategic trust uh, and a great deal of uh, ability to express our views. And on, on those issues, Australia has a clear view. We have a principled view about uh, the 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 sovereignty of both countries and the respect for the rule of law. Uh, and you know, we have made our views uh, known to our Indian friends consistent with those principles. You've also made your views uh, known publicly. There were two statements uh, from your side. Do mm -hmm. you think India is in violation of the Vienna Convention when it comes to I'm not. <laughs> Look, it's, I, I anticipated you might ask me that question, and you probably anticipate my answer, which is I'm not going to get into a judgment about you know, whether an international law principle has or has not been um, abrogated. But I will say this. We, we have an in-principle view about the importance of the rule of law, uh, about sovereignty, uh, and we have engaged with our Indian uh, counterparts uh, in accordance with those principles. All right, but to the specifics, as you see, <laughs> the Canada-India relationship really nosedive over issues. Australia, too, has an, a large Indian diaspora. It we has do. a divided diaspora. We've seen protests of one against the other 
Uh, Prime Minister Modi on two occasions publicly mm. has spoken about the need to protect minorities, Indian origin minorities in Australia. Do you worry that India-Australia ties could be, uh, could, could be impacted the way Canada-India ties have been over this idea? Uh, look, we, we have a, a, a large Indian diaspora. Uh, it's uh, our second largest. I think it's our fastest growing. And part of what drives our relationship is our people-to-people. And that matters. That matters to us. What also matters to us is our multicultural character. We are a country where one in two Australians are either born overseas or have a, has a parent born overseas, and I'm one of them. Uh, we, we, we also safeguard our democracy. So we believe people have the right to disagree, people have the right to protest peacefully, and people have the right to freedom of expression. Now, what we have made clear on, on these sorts of issues is that we, we, we do not uh, accept uh, vandalism or violence. You know, those are contrary to our law and to our principles, and that's how we'll approach these matters. Has Australia been able to take steps, though, as India had asked, against groups, particularly Khalistani separatist extremist groups uh, in Australia? And in relation to that, what I'd say is we respect your sovereignty, uh, and we also are very clear about the line between peaceful pro protest uh, and freedom of expression and violence and vandalism. Do you think India overreacted then? No, I, I think uh, you know, we understand this is a sensitive issue for, for India. Uh, you mean in relation to Australia? Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think this is a sensitive issue. We, we uh, have had a good dialogue about this uh, and uh, I think you know, we, we are in a uh, a place where we both understand the way in which we approach these things. Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong speaking exclusively to the Hindu there. Clearly the concerns for Indian diplomacy are multifold. First, despite evidence of terror attacks by Khalistani separatists over more than four decades, Indians, India's Western partners don't appear to accept India's concerns, especially the ones that have resurfaced in the past few years. Now, this is one thing when it comes to Pakistan that does not accept uh, India's concerns, uh, but another thing for Western friendly countries to be doing the same kind of ignoring of India's concerns. The second, that no action has been taken by the US or Canada to stop the open threats that have been made. Uh, although they've all provided more security for Indian missions in the US, in UK, in Canada, in Australia, as the Indian government had asked for, remember, after those posters with the photographs of Indian diplomats were put up. The next is, this is actually the biggest concern, that Indian agencies are now being suspected for carrying out extrajudicial operations and killings abroad, uh, particularly in those Western countries which see themselves as friendly states, and while these may be intelligence operatives, it is the diplomats and the Ministry of External Affairs that really needs to explain their actions to all of these governments. And it means also that more and more Indian diplomats are going to be on the radar of those countries as well. Fourth, there is no question that the US, Canada, UK, Australia have a double standard when it comes to the international rule of law being implemented. Take the case of their support for Israel's bombing of Gaza uh, for example, compared to these cases where those on target are wanted for instigating violent acts uh, and these countries refuse to stand with India or to issue any uh, statement supporting India. Even so, India will have to continue to engage with these countries and really make a more forceful case against Khalistani extremists operating from their soil. 
the government may also need to explain its own double standards where it rejected Canadian allegations out of hand uh, versus their accommodation and their understanding of very similar US allegations. And sixth, the government may also wish to rethink its shift in the past decade uh, where people-to-people -people ties earlier were allowed to prosper but high-level political engagement with countries like Canada were actually frozen until they act against those threatening the security of India and Indians. What's worldview's take? After trying a very tough diplomatic pushback to Canada, India appears now to be willing to negotiate and work with the US on allegations that operatives in India, including possibly government agents, are behind the targeting of Khalistani extremists abroad. From batting really on the front foot for decades, the government seems to have been pushed onto the back foot to defend its policy right now. Meanwhile, a different kind of policy, reconciling differences between different sections of the Indian diaspora without regard to their religion is also very much required. I'm not going to give you reading recommendations this week because I'm out here on the road, but I will come back next week with more. So do join us again. Subscribe at www.thehindu.com and like or subscribe our YouTube channel as well. But that's all we have time for this week. Do join us again from the team. Thanks for watching.